Welcome to the resource room. I'm Amanda, the blogger and TPTer behind the Primary Gal. As a special education teacher, you are always supporting others, students, parents, general education teachers. But who is supporting you? That's where this podcast comes in. It's my mission to give you the help and support that you need. I'll be sharing my tips, tricks, research-based strategies, and professional development. I'm here to help you grow and learn as a resource room teacher. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to the Resource Room Podcast. Today, we are going to kind of begin a three-part series where I would like to talk about paperwork and all of the things that stress you out. What I don't want you to do is hear that and be like, nope, nope, I don't want to talk about the things that stress me out. And I mean, I get it 100%. But we have to make a plan to make this year maybe just a little less stressful. And I broke it into three steps because I want it to be quick and easy. Whenever you're done, I kind of want you to have like an action step, like one step that you're going to do. So that then the next week when you listen, you have another step to do and a third step to do. So here is your first one. And I promise it is not that hard. I want you to sit down with a notebook piece of paper, a Google Doc, an Excel spreadsheet, whatever. And I want you to jot down the process of what it takes to do key parts of your job. For example, oftentimes we talk about how stressful it is to do annual case conferences or all of our meetings or our initials, all of the things. And for me, my justification as to why I get stressed out sometimes is because there are so many parts and pieces. And some of that I can't sit down and like knock out 10 things at once. I have to do this and then wait for a parent. I have to do that and wait for the classroom teacher. Maybe do that and wait for administration or whatever. So I want you to go through and think, okay, if I have an initial conference, what are all of the steps I'm going to need to take? And I'm talking the nitty gritty, all of the little fine details of this so that you don't miss a step. When I have an initial conference, I have to first obtain like RTI data or the parent request, depending on kind of, is it a school-based evaluation or a school request or is it a parent request? Then I always make a phone call to the parent so that they know what that process looks like or have a conversation with the parent. Maybe if the school is recommending it, maybe we've already sat down and we've had a parent meeting and we've talked about data and we've already had conversations. But I like to make sure that that is a conversation that is had before we even get that process going so that they know my name, they know that we've had a friendly conversation, I can answer any questions, I'm there if they need, you know, me. Then we actually start with some of the paperwork. Then I'm going to send home a teacher or send home a parent packet. I'm going to give the classroom teacher a packet for the referral. So there are lots of parts And the school psychologist hasn't even came yet. I haven't even done an observation yet. So there are so many steps, none of which you're completing all at one time for that evaluation. So I recommend think of an evaluation. What are all of the things that you're going to do? Maybe you have a similar list for a re-evaluation. So maybe you're looking at another eligibility category. 
Maybe like in the state of Indiana, we have a developmental delay and that only goes to the age of nine. So then we have to think about, okay, what category are we going to be looking in second grade before they you know, become third graders? All of those things are similar, but now you already have communication with that parent. You've already received some of that paperwork, that kind of thing. So what does it look like for an initial versus a reeval? You might wanna make a list for your annual case conferences. What are the steps? What are the parts and pieces for an annual conference? Maybe even progress monitoring is something that you don't really have a process for or the process that you're using isn't working. What are the steps that you need to take in order to make progress monitoring smooth and easy and something that you have a really good plan for? Write down the steps. If you are a paper pencil kind of girl, that is totally fine. You can do this on paper, but for your action item, I really, really suggest maybe you think about going digital with this because we all know those processes change over time. What you did last year for an initial might be slightly different because maybe you have a new special ed director, maybe you have a new school psychologist, Maybe you're in a different role, and so you're dealing with younger students or older students. We know those processes can and will change. So I like, even though I am a paper pencil, like my brain just works better with paper pencil, after maybe jotting down those ideas, I do suggest moving them to digital just so as it changes, you can update that. So that's your action item. That's your homework. I want you to, you choose what process or processes you need to kind of get those steps on paper. And what I find when I do this or when I talk to other special ed teachers and recommend doing this, once they get that list on paper, they're like, holy cow, no wonder I'm stressed out. No wonder, because there are so many things that you have to do. Some of them we do without thinking. For example, whenever I schedule a conference, like whenever I call a parent or text a parent and I confirm that, I immediately go to Google Calendar and put it in there. Technically, that's two steps, but I do them usually at the same time. Then the third step, again, I do that at the same time. I go into our IEP system and I generate the notice of case conference. I just did three steps, but it was all at one time, all in one sitting. But that's still one more thing to do. That still adds time to what I'm doing every day. So I highly, highly recommend make that list. And if you're a checklist lover like I am, make it as a checklist. Maybe it is one checklist that you're gonna copy multiple times every time you have an initial or every time you have an, an annual conference. Maybe it is something that you're gonna put on your clipboard and might have 10, 15, 20 kids who are being evaluated and then you check off boxes on one kind of spreadsheet looking paper. That part is up to you. That depends on how your brain works, how you want to kind of process or go through those steps. But once you have that process, it's then very easy to start making a checklist for yourself and be like, wow, that conference is next week and I haven't touched one single thing on this list. That's not okay. So make your list, make your checklist if you want, 
And then I'll see you next week where we're going to talk about what are we going to do with that list. Well, my friend, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the Resource Room Podcast. I truly, truly love to help and support other special ed teachers. Because of that, I run a Facebook group just for us. Search the Resource Room and request to join. You can also check out my website, theprimarygal.com, for blog posts, pictures, and more information. Until next time, have a great week.